Oh my god. You know what happens next month? What's up? Friday the 13th. <gasps> you know what episode this is? What? The Friday the 13th episode. Wait, are you serious? I'm pretty sure cuz what how many do we have recorded right now? Cuz we have one that comes out Friday. And then we have one that comes out the 6th. Yeah. And then the next one is the 13th. Is that this one? The one that's coming out this week is the 11th. Uh-huh. The next week is the 12th. It's the 13th. This is the 13th. I'm upset that we didn't we didn't plan this, but we this didn't is plan fucking this, great. But here we are. But really, I'm so excited. I didn't realize it was the 13th until you said it was episode 13. And I was like, I wonder. What a quinky dink. This is great. So you have a story you've been wanting to tell me for two weeks. I do. I do have a story. Tell me. So y'all know I work in retail. Some of my coworkers listen, so don't report me. Um, as long as you don't say yeah, where work. I work. It's not on any social media either. So there we go. Well, so, it's not on your Facebook? No, it's not on my Facebook. Okay. All right. So I was at work the other night and was just chilling, you know, doing my normal thing. I guess not the other night. It was like three weeks ago, <laughs> but just <laughs> doing my normal thing, talking uh-huh. to people, having a good time. Tell me, tell me. Right. Yeah. This family walks in and there's like, like four or five kids and the mom and the dad and the wife has no shit, like an inch and a half fucking eyelashes on. Like, I saw her eyelashes from, like, 15 feet away, right? I'm uncomfortable. Me too. I was like, that's weird and kind of sketchy. And my boss was next to me. And she goes, I don't think I trust them. <laughs> and and you, I was like, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I do either. That seems a little strange. But we didn't think they were going to do anything because they had their five children with them, right? Mm. Like, ang- ranging from ages, like, 15 to, like, maybe six. And I was like, nah, six is a little young to expose them to stealing a lot of things. Probably not. Well, lo and behold, they did. Ah, they stole a lot. Damn. An uncomfortable amount. So, Like, were the like, kids in on it, too? Yes. <gasps> so they were in there for like an hour. Take your kids. Take their kids away. Yeah. Like, the, the husband was, like, talking to some employees or whatever, distracting them or whatever they needed to do. Mm. And we had, like, a light employment night anyway. And because it was in the middle of the week, nobody does that in the middle of the week, but here we are. So... There's there's no stop to... No, it just... It's all bad. So, the wife had, like, piled her buggy full of, like, name brand clothing, right? Like, hoodies. Yeah, because you guys sell, like, Nike, mm-hmm. Under Armour. Mm-hmm. So, like, $60 a pop yep. stuff. Yep. And then she went and got a backpack and went in the bathroom, took the whole cart in the bathroom. Which you're not supposed to do. No. But nobody was back there and saw it. Damn it. We didn't catch it on the cameras. Damn it. So we all f- we found this all out retroactively. Um, so she goes into the bathroom and comes out with everything in a like a, a bag that we use, mm-hmm. like like it has our our name on it. So like, oh, this just a return or from a previous trip or something. Oh, right? okay, okay, right. And then like comes up to the the registers because her husband's buying stuff. None of us see the bag because her kid's sitting on top of it. Another one of her kids walks out in one of the hoodies so like There's, they buy there wasn't a security tag on the hoodie there were they popped them off mm-hmm. okay yeah so we end up finding out that like after they left they bought like a hundred dollars worth of stuff too to make it less suspicious it's an investment oh yeah well i mean they got out with twelve thousand dollars worth of shit so twelve thousand not twelve thousand shit twelve hundred dollars okay let's say but damn yeah. so we went and watched and she had 22 hoodies that she took in the bathroom with her. That's really impressive. 
Yeah. That's and had really... a magnet and took all the security tags off, shoved them in a backpack. How long was she in the bathroom for? Yeah, 15 minutes. They didn't take long. Well, that's, I don't know, when someone's in the bathroom for 15 minutes, it's like. I take it a poop. Yeah, but in public? I know. Uh, people are Some weird. People never are mind. Weird. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Here we are. So, update. Oh, um, okay. So, tell me. Yeah. So, okay. Well, with that, I ended up having to stay in the store like an hour past close. So, we walked, you know, like the police came, we filed the report, whole nine yards. Tell like me. a week later, yeah. I get a text message from my boss, mm-hmm. the, the same person that was there with me, of a photo of the husband and the wife. Oh. They came back in. To try that shit again. You didn't get away with it. Yeah. You just got out of the store. Yup. So, I don't think we recovered our product, but we did get to press charges, so that's fun. And that's a $1,200. Yeah. That's a... That's a felony. $500 or more is a felony. And So, they got felony yeah. charges. Yeah, they did. Fabulous. Catch a felony. Catch so, a felony. I was uncomfortable, but here we are. That's what happens. And they have kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the kids participated. That's awful. That's not Okay. We don't do that. That's upsetting. Very much so. I'm upset. I'm also upset. Okay. So, hopefully well, everything like, will work out. Justice was served, but hopefully everything works out on their end. Yeah. The hopefully cho- the children get what they need and not that. Correct. Not that. Please, Lord. Not that. Not that. Anything but that. So, all right. Interesting enough. So, yeah. But you wanna, you That's wanna, my story. So, you want to know what's also... I mean, that was a pretty good story. Thanks. It wasn't very scary. It wasn't scary. But it's that's kind still, of annoying. Yeah, that's what you have to put up with a lot. But you want to know what is kind of scary? Is a scary story? Yeah. These spooky stories. Yeah, they are. Spooky stories we're going to tell. (gasps) I'm so excited. (laughs) But before we start, we want to talk about an update. We are introducing... More tiers. To our Patreon. To our Patreon. Woo! Just one more tier. We're I mean, that's more than That's more than one. one. So it's more tiers. Yes. So we are starting off with, we are still keeping the $5 tier where we have the general support. We give you a shout out in our mid-roll of our show. Woo! And also we will be making you our close friend on Instagram. Yeah. Because I'm doing stuff on the Instagram. A lot of stuff. And that platform allows for me to do extra stuff with close friend people. Yes. So we do that. Yeah. We're gonna that, that should be a lot of fun. We're gonna do that. So that's cool. Yes. So then that's that's called the the investigator tier. The investigator tier. You know, because paranormal investigators. Yes. Get it? Get it. Get it? I'm so Get excited. It? Okay. So then the $7 tier that we are now introducing will have yes. additional features. So it'll include everything from the $5 tier. Mm-hmm. And then it will also have additional bonus content. Which we're really excited about. Yes. Yeah, so so we tell stories on our main podcast, like on our, on our main squeeze. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about, you know, these stories. But the additional content on our Patreon will be topics Yes. Of the paranormal. So we'll talk about doppelgangers. We'll talk about tools used to investigate. We'll talk about EVPs. Mm-hmm. Maybe play lines, some. The cult. The what? Maybe even play some EVPs. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll maybe, see. maybe we'll we'll try some. We'll, we'll fool around some, with some stuff. Yeah, so play around. There's going to be additional bonus content of themed demonology. We were going to yes. talk about that a little bit. Oh, that'd be fun. The occult. You know, just dive into like background information. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, so for the $7 tier, you get access to all that. Ooh. And then you get a sticker. 
I'm actually really excited about the sticker. We got some stickers. We got some stickers. So yes. if you join the $7 tier, we will send you a sticker. Yes. And they're cute. They're a little like three by threes. They're really adorable, but they actually turn out really nice. They're beautiful stickers. They're, they're 10 so. out of 10. Very excited. So there's that. Yeah. So that's coming out. And what's that tier called? Oh, the the medium tier. Ooh. So our Patreon's going to be the investigation team. Yes, it will. The, the paranormal investigation team. And we have different tiers of investigators that you could be. You could be, for now, in a, in a, a standard investigator. investigator or a medium. Yeah. On our team. So that's going to be really fun and really exciting. I like that. That's really cool. Yay. Okay. Yay. Okay, cool. All right. Are you ready to do coin toss? Yeah. Do you have, oh, you do have the coin. I did bring it. I was about to say, oh shit, did we not have a no, coin? No, I oh, brought the did. four quarter. I bought the four quarter. You are ahead of the game. Yep, I am. I'm thinking ahead of all the things that we had to bring down to Blake's. Yeah. Place. We're, we're actually we're recording at Blake's. At Blake's. <laughs> oh, another announcement. My dad is selling his spooky house. Ooh. Which is equally sad, but also awesome at the same time. Yeah. Because fuck that place. Yeah. And you can piss it off real good for the next people. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, but we had that. Yeah. Ouija board episode. Yeah, we did. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I was walking through the house last night. And I was like, I'm con- like recontemplating a lot of things about wanting to do the Ouija. Yeah. Maybe a flashlight game? See, like something like that is much less terrifying to me. It's still like opening up the way for something to talk to you. Oh, wait. No. By the time this episode comes out. They'll know. The Halloween special would have already come out. Yes. Okay. So yeah, we can't so talk about know. that. Yeah. Okay. So because as of now, the Halloween special isn't out as we record this. Yes. The Halloween special is out. Yeah, when this currently. Publishes. Like, when they listen to this, it yes. will be out. Yeah. So, on the Nightmare Town side, Zoe yes. talks about the Ouija board demon. Yeah. Which is wild. It's something. I don't think I've ever seen you go from, like, yeah, let's do it. Because before that episode was recorded... I wanted to... She, yeah, she suggested, hey, why don't we get a Ouija board and sit down and... Do it in the house the last night before we leave. And I was that like... That shit <laughs> follows you. Yep. Because by the end of it, I was like, I like before we started, I was like, I promise by the time that we're done, you will not want to do that. You're right. And it was mm-hmm. it wasn't even like a quarter of the way through. I was like, no. Yeah, no. Fuck it. Nope. Uh-uh, not doing that. Flashlight game. Maybe some maybe, EVPs. Maybe, maybe just just some like, hey, interact with us, please. Yeah, we'll do some baby, research. Baby stuff. Yeah, we'll do some research. Baby stuff. If you make me in a uh, spare box no. before then. Bro. <sighs> we'll talk about it okay because i still have to no i have all the stuff to make it fuck off <laughs> i actually don't know if i have the radio component we'll uh, figure it out yeah. i have at least one old radio you can pull apart if you need to i don't know if that's what it is no i don't know how like that i'm good but i'm not that good <laughs> jesus <laughs> i don't know how that works no not like that okay okay so are we ready to start? yeah do right. the, the flippy flip okay uh hits tails so coordinated i've been doing this for 13 episodes i know you're so coordinated so i'm gonna go first yes you are tell me all about it so, I, Katie Groves, yes. will be talking about the Bell Air House. Ooh. So, as I tell the story, make sure that you get your drink of water, cook yourself some food, yes. relax, you know, let your shoulders down, take a deep breath, get the tongue off the roof of your mouth, and yeah. we're going to tell you some scary stories. Yes. Ooh. So, relax before we stress you back out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oops. I guess that's counterintuitive. All right, yeah, it go. is what it is. It is what it is. So I will be talking today about the Bell Air House, which is funnily enough because it's kind of like the sister of the Sally House. Oh, they're both demon houses. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. No, I did. I did not mean to do that at okay. all. Okay, but here we are. Spooky spooks. So the history of this house is kind of also equally haunting. So okay. it's just kind of gonna all bleed together. Okay. Because 
the history of the house it involves the owner being haunted and her and her strife with the hauntings of the house okay wild okay there we go I don't know about it. So the area that the house sits on is land where the French and Indian War took place. Oh, shit. From 1754 to 1763. Yeah. Okay. The house also sits on a ley line. Of course Which is do. also said to contribute to the energy in the house. Right. Of so the, So do. the ley line yeah. feeds as, as a, a we'll, we'll do an episode. Yes. I, I want to do an episode on that. Yeah, we'll so, do a Patreon episode about those. Yes. So we're going to do a Patreon episode. <laughs> About ley lines and what that all means. So the ley line is said to contribute to the energy mm-hmm. that fuels. And also, like, it's a, it's a travel line. So, like, yeah. spirits can flow in and out of the house using this ley line. I hate that. Yeah, I do, too. The house also may be haunted because really? of... <laughs> <laughs> you dick. I'm of, sorry. of a coal mine explosion that happened in the Ohio Valley in 1893. Oh, I hate that. 42 men were killed. No. And the bodies were not recovered for several days. The house sits on top of the coal mine that exploded. Rumor. Rumor that it's supposed to sits right on top of the coal mine that exploded. I mean, yeah, that would haunt the fuck out of it, yes. dude. In 1847, uh-huh. Jacob Hetherington, who what also owned these coal mines, okay, built, and also he also owned much of the Bel Air town at the time. He okay. was a millionaire, well-to-do human, owned a lot of coal mines. Because, like, coal mine number one exploded, and so did number two, but we'll get there. So he owned different ones. He built the house right up next to the Ohio River. Okay. Okay. And also, which is in front of the house, and then also behind the house is sacred Shawnee Native American burial caves. Oh, shit. Yep. The flowing in the water is always said to be a source of energy for spirits and also portals of less friendlier spirits. As, dude, as soon as, like, since you told me that. Diamonds. Yeah. Every single time yes. I see or hear anything that, like, in some places that I was researching, like, you can hear dripping water, and I'm like, Demon. no. It's the demons. I wrote in my notes, D-A-M-O-N-S, diamonds. Diamonds. Because I wanted to say it like that. Of course you did. So, in the caves, the Native Americans buried their leaders, chieftains, shamans, healers, and witch doctors. It is said Ooh. that they held ceremonies that practiced magic. Okay. Yep. So with all of this, the the mm-hmm. French French and Indian War, yeah, the coal mine explosions, the two. Ohio River, mm-hmm. and yeah, the two, the ley line, mm-hmm. and then the caves, yeah. With all of that, it is just a terrible mix of shit that is going on in this house. Yeah, I was about to say like that. There's no way this place is not haunted. Oh, it's it's haunted. It's bad. Like big haunted. It's big, big, big. Okay, big boy haunted. Jacob died. Of course, as, yeah. as life is. Jacob passed away and left his coal mining business to his son, Alex Hetherington. Okay. The coal mining business started to fail, at which point Alex also began to have epileptic, epileptic seizures. Oh. He declared demons were trying to kill him, and people believed this due to the coal mining explosions yeah. and the spirits that were already going on in the house. Right. And I mean, people didn't exactly understand what epilepsy was. So so at this time, it was noted that he was wandering around, didn't mm-hmm. even know who he was, oh. lost all of his manners. Oh, I don't like that. Like, real bad. Now, looking back, a lot of investigators, a lot of spirits, uh, even the owner was like, he was probably partially possessed because mm-hmm. of how bad the house is. Yeah. Sometime later, Alex was committed to a lunatic asylum. I don't like that. His daughter lied, L-Y-D-E. 
Oh, I thought you were saying she lied about something. Nope, and I her was name like, is, what? I think her name is Lied. Or oh. Lid? No, Lied. It's Lied. Okay. It has to be Lied. It has to be Lied. Nobody would name their child Lid. Short for Lydia? Just saying. I mean, it would have said Lydia, though, right? Maybe. I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe they're like that. That weird Lied character. <laughs> so his daughter... <laughs> His daughter Lyde took over the coal mining business. However, she died of a heart attack in the living room of the house in Ew. 1947. Her brother Edwin was living with her at the time when she passed away and never processed her passing. Of course not. Edwin became ex- obsessed with trying to get back into contact with her. Oh no, the- because spiritualism was so big. Yeah. Shit. Trying to connect with her. Ouija board. He- he no he became <laughs> obsessed with the occult and using mediums as a form of communication close enough yep they're like human ouija boards oh yeah so because he was obsessed and depressed he was mentally weak mm. leaving him open to become oppressed and possessed yep. by whatever was in the house because yeah. apparently becoming partially possessed oppressed yeah is Oppression common is the in beginning. this house yeah oh oh it's common in the it house it was noted that a couple oh, no. of people who have come in did not fare well. No, it's move out, leave, burn. No, I mean, don't burn it down, but just like leave, you it, know? It, it gets worse. I don't like that. Oh, it gets worse. That's my line. So it's theorized that he opened portals all over the house using his basic knowledge of the occult, but because it was basic, he never closed them, never felt the need to close them, nor did he really know how to. A Ouija board would have been better because at least then you can goodbye and close that bitch out. And just yeet it into the Ohio River. Oh my goodness. Investigators that have been brought into the home by the current yeah. owner, theorized, guesstimate, that there guesstimate. are about 11 portals in the house. Jeez. I got the cold chills and I don't even know why. That wasn't that scary. <laughs> so while Edwin and Lyde lived in the house, they had a servant named Mary. Uh-huh. Mary had a child while living in the house. A lot of the current owner, after doing it, she did a lot of like in-depth investigation mm-hmm. on the history of the house and wrote a whole book about it. I didn't read the book. I got enough from her in different interviews. Mm-hmm. She believes that Lyde was having uh, Mary as a lover. Ooh. Which is also interesting because Mary had a child. Yeah, I was and about to then, say, is that like Edwin's child? Uh, nope. That's where my that. brain I don't, went. Yeah, I don't think so. So Okay. She had a child. The child lived in the house with them and yeah. was lured to the attic. No. No. Where no. it fell out, the, where it's theorized it was pushed out the window no. and fell to its death. How old was this kid? Never like, said. Uh, toddler. I mean, like, young. Probably young. Probably really young. I hate that yep. so much. Like, don't fuck with the kids, bro. In March of 1940, mm-hmm. there was another coal mining explosion in coal mine number two, okay. which was only six blocks, six houses away. Jeez. No. And it was called the Willow Grove Mine. It trapped 180 men and then instantly took the lives of 50 men. And I think if I understood it correctly, the 880 men that were trapped also perished. I think yeah. it was only a few made it out. I was about to say, because like, usually with those kind of things during that time period, it was very hard, if not impossible, to get through because they didn't have that much heavy machinery mm-hmm. to pull things, to pull people out. Right. And when a coal mine explodes, it's it's coal. It catches on fire. Right. And you're going to die from smoke inhalation if, yep. and nothing else. Yep. So oh, those man. two coal mining explosions also said to the house yeah not good ownership of the house passed on and on and on and on after edwin apparently his distant family members were able to successfully take the house from him because he was also yeah. insane yeah i was gonna say out of it a little bit no one family lived in the house for long periods of time the paranormal well, that's, ev- 
paranormal activity of the house would always drive people out of the house. No. The house finally sat abandoned. Of course it did. In the early 2000s. So, like, from, what were the, what was the date that she passed? 1947. So, about 50 years. 50 years. It just was, it just kept passing, passing, passing until finally in about 2000, it sat abandoned. I hate it. In comes the current owner, Kristen Lee. This poor woman, Jesus, her home was destroyed by two hurricanes, Ivan and Francis, that came through back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Flooded her home and left her homeless for a couple of months. She came across the Bel Air home, thought it was a blessing in disguise because it had set abandoned for about four years, and she was able to buy the house for $46,000. Now, this is a huge house. That's real low for any house right now, yes, especially. Or 40, like during that, what, what, what was that? Early 2005, 2005. 2005. Yeah, she bought the house. Shit, no, that was during like before the market crashed in 2008. Houses were expensive as fuck. Yeah. So like- so, yeah, that's a uh, yeah, that's so a, she, oh, no. She got it for forty six. Oh no! And FEMA also allotted those victims mm-hmm. twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, because you can buy a house in two thousand five for twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, I rolled my eyes so hard. I'm I surprised you didn't hear it. <laughs> See your brain? <laughs> yes, okay. I did. Very shortly after moving in, it became quickly apparent to her that the house had some shit in it. That's Something what I, that's weird's what I wrote. happening that's what here. I wrote in my note it had some shit in it. She heard whispers. Objects no. would disappear, and she would hear footsteps in the attics. The footsteps in this house are fucking wild. Okay. Just nonstop, just FYI. I don't like that. One day, she was napping in the living room when a full-body apparition no. of a man appeared before her and was sitting on the couch. She was asleep, no. and she said she felt the couch cushion depress, like, I guess, Underneath like, her? I guess, like, at the end where... She's kind of short, it looks like, so it looked like the, the man was... At the other end of the couch where she was asleep. No. So that woke her up. The depression woke her up. It appeared so real to her that she was like, who are you? What do you want? Like she started talking to it. Yeah. She said he stood up and walked away into the foyer and vanished. What a rude, silent douche. She said everything in the room was in order, except that the room had gotten so cold she could see her breath. No. She could clearly she could clearly see the man's face, and it was expressionless. And she could see through him into the next room. She said mm-hmm. he was very gray. Yeah. So she blamed it on the stress of everything because when you you know lose your house to flood because of two hurricanes back to back, and then you're homeless, and then you have I think she has two kids, and then a husband, and then yeah, here we are. So she also is a trained forensic mental health professional. And a master level psychologist. Yeah, so she was probably just like, oh, I'm hallucinating. Yep. For for the longest time, she was like, psychology. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm tripping. Like, I'm just stressed. That's all it is. Like, I'm just having visions because, like, stress and that happens. That that happens. Right. And then finally, she's like, I can't. I can't be this stressed. I can't do it. She noted one time that there were nine people sitting. I don't know when this happened. I don't know why it was her family was there or, like, post- post after she moved out nine people were sitting in the living room when a full body apparition walked down the staircase and into the basement and all nine people sitting in the room saw it so yeah that definitely wasn't just her having a stress having a time no no so this this was this was it this was the final coup de gras yeah like, getting the fuck oh, out no, something's actually here she was in her bedroom mm-hmm. she was in the bedroom with her dog mm-hmm. on the bed right she said the door open and she was paralyzed. She said her arms were thrown up over her head, and she said she was she felt like somebody was pinning her down to the bed. 
when her arms were thrown up, the dog jumped on the bed and started barking viciously, right? As soon as the dog jumped up on the bed, it was immediately blown off. The dog was picked up and thrown across the room. I thought you meant the thing was blown off, and I was like, fuck yeah, dog. And then you're like, no, the dog. No, the dog. The dog got picked up and thrown. What kind of a sick dick bag she said attacks that, your dog? Oh, no, it's not. I'm not done. No, what? She said the room was noticeably cold, even through her panic, and she said a black mass, thick black mass, was moving through the open door towards her. No. She started screaming and, like, like screaming for Saint Michael, like screaming yeah. like the Lord's Prayer, like she, anything, anything. She, she said it went away. Like it, as soon as she was like citing Jesus and Saint do Michael, you, like gone. Katie, Katie, do you know the Lord's Prayer? No. <laughs> do you want to learn it? Because well, I feel like you need to. I, well, yeah. We'll, just in case, we'll do it later. We'll do like okay. a we'll do like a Patreon episode or something. Okay, cool. Because I, I will teach that to you. Yeah, you'd probably I probably need to know. Oh, that. mercy me! <laughs> I am cold chilling it up over here. So once she did that it went away and uh-huh. she was like oh fuck no so she, it's that was kind of like a hail mary for her when she yeah. knew it's like it's not good it's not okay but there was some more information given so i don't know quite the chronological order of the things that happened but here's here's more stuff that happened in oh the house God. from what i gather she didn't explicitly say who her um unit her nuclear unit of family was mm-hmm. she said that she, later in the interview she does not like talking about her family in the house and she oh, doesn't allow other sense yeah she doesn't like other people coming in and talking about your family their families mm-hmm. because the house listens and she right. just said it's really uncomfortable so yeah. from what i gathered she had a husband she moved in or or the her children's father uh-huh i think they might have gotten divorced because of this house and Reasonable. then she had Two sons, I think, because she said she had an elder and then she had another son. Okay. She said her husband, or this man, spent Mm. most of his time up in the attic and his whole entire personality just changed while they were living there. Ew. She noted that he was a fun, loving human being. Right. In the beginning. And then he apparently turned violent and confrontational to the point that she and her son, one of her sons, left the house. Yeah. That was very odd i mean that's like and also a common thing standard for oppression yes like it she kind of alluded to later that the father had left and her eldest son went with him because mm-hmm. he couldn't take it anymore because he was on the second floor and just was not yeah. having it yeah. was not getting messed with yes. constantly so she said that her and, and, and her son yeah. were left so i'm saying i'm so i'm assuming it's the younger son and her stayed they could not stand living on the second floor because it goes basement, the first main floor, the second floor, then attic. But uh-huh. the attic is massive. Yeah. So is the basement. So they were living on the second floor, which is the living quarters mm-hmm. of the house. They could not do it any longer. And they both moved to the first floor mm-hmm. in the basement. So they would shower and get ready in the basement and then live on the first floor because they just couldn't hack it anymore. So like what was happening on the second floor like besides getting your dog tossed off the bed and like getting pinned to your bed like from i know you said footsteps in the she never explicitly said what drove like there was no like one particular event that drove them from the second floor i'm sure like the dog getting thrown was one of them yeah no i'd be move the fuck out when i get into the hauntings and hearing what they heard and experienced you hear shit like you hear laughter you hear people talking like without 
additional equipment. No. You hear footsteps, like I said, 24 fucking 7. Like, as soon as it's nighttime, if you're in the attic, you hear it on the second floor. When you're on the second floor, you hear it in the attic. You can hear running up the staircases. No. That one makes it worse. Lights, because it's such a massive house, you'll turn off a light somewhere. Like, like say, the basement, you'll go off and then come back and the light will be on. No. You know, full body apparitions, the constant change of temperature. So it just, it's more active on the second and attic floor, which is weird because Edwin held seances on the first floor. So why is it so bad on the second floor in the attic? I don't know. But here we are. Drove them to the first floor in the basement. Eventually, they couldn't hack it any longer. So they, she tried to rent it out she tried at mm-hmm. first to rent it out she said people who rented the house would never stay she could never get anybody to live in it and people who one time someone who rented the house from her subletted the house even those people couldn't stay it was every single time someone rented the house it was the same answer of your house is fucking haunted we cannot stay here she said that one family the last family to move in was a family of seven two people left Mm-hmm. because everyone had just moved out of the house. It was like, can't take it anymore. Can't it's do this. it's yeah. disgusting. It's tearing families apart. And the guy who was renting it from her, he said the last straw was when the chandelier fell and almost like took him out. Jesus It was like Christ. several inches from hitting him. No. Yes. And that's not the first time it has noted that the, the chandelier, chandelier has fell. fell. Yep. Don't put it back up. <laughs> so she filed for bankruptcy because she couldn't- That's aff- a smart move. Yeah, she couldn't afford to- Yeah do anything with this house so she also tried to sell it that that story i could not get details enough to understand what was happening so it was just she someone was saying that she couldn't sell the house and she was like i'll give you a dollar for it and the dude was like mm-hmm. no so there was some person who mm-hmm. wouldn't let her sell it and i don't i didn't understand that but she was like That's i'll give weird. you a dollar if you if you take the house yeah or you you give me a dollar and you can have the house and the dude was like fuck no but you, you you still own this house, by right. the way. And she did, so she owned it. This guy that she tried to sell the house to was like, open the house as a paranormal, like, make it an attraction. She's mm-hmm. like, n- like, she hated the house so much. She's like, I cannot let anybody in the house. Like, it's dangerous. People get pushed out the window. It's not okay. People get attacked. Yeah. So she was really adamant against it, but finally she did. She relented because she was stuck with this house. Yeah, I mean, no, I would do it because money. Yes, she and just make people sign a waiver. Yep, she makes she does that, and then she just charges just enough to keep the lights on to keep it paid for. That's reasonable. So that's that's all she does, and she ended up writing a book that sold two hundred twenty twenty thousand copies. That's she, a lot because she did like really good. She got a couple teams together, a couple paranormal teams together, and did like an extensive amount of research of the Harringtons. I said Heatherington. Right. Heatheringtons. Thank you. Yeah, of the Heatheringtons, what happened to them? Tried to find actual, like, documentation yeah. of everything that happened, blah, blah, blah. It was good stuff. So, remember how I said the child was pushed from the attic window? Boy, do I ever. Like, it was like, oh, they fell, but she's like, no, pushed. Because here's why, she oh, says. No. She has a man named Jeff the Goat. Say that again? <laughs> Jeff the what? Jeff the Goat. Goat. Jeff the Goat. Who volunteers to work... As a tour guide for the house. Or as like a person who helps whatever. Jeff's last name is a little funny. I don't think it's the go is his last name. They just call him that. You fucking. <laughs> so he was he said he was moving equipment. I don't know what. But he, hmm. he just said he was moving equipment. And he was pushed up against the window. So his arm went out into the window. 
but then he went through the window. I don't know if the window was open or if he went through the glass, but he went out the window. He landed on... I'm, I'm using my hands, but no one can see. So if you look at the front... They can see. At the front part of the house, it uh-huh. has like a little awning kind of that yeah. goes over the front porch. He landed yeah. on that. When he did... Um, when he did, he said he heard a little girl say hi, bleh. and then also a growl. Sorry I yelled, but what the fuck? Yes. So that's why- Hi. Urgh. Yes. No. Hi. Yeah. So he just was like, mm-mm. Like, no. Nope. I'm very so, against that. So Kristen got really upset and was like, I told you this was dangerous. We're not doing this anymore. And for like a little time, he stopped, but then it was just like, all right, we're going to go back. So he yeah. he still does it now. That's a brave man. Like, uh-uh, if I went through a window, I'd be like, well, this was a fun summer job. <laughs> and then just, like, not go and back. Never anymore. The energy in the house is so bad that it has leaked into the neighboring houses. I hate that. Appar- That's been a thing in a lot of, like, really shitty, haughty places. Yep. Like, no. Apparently, there was a murder in the next-door neighbor's house. No. And one of the, I don't know if it's the same house, but one of the houses next door to the Bel Air house also sits vacant because they can't handle the residual bullshit coming from it. Does it also sit on the ley line? I don't know how the ley line runs. Yeah, I was about to. But it's pretty fucking close. Right. I mean, it's it's close enough for it to be fucked up because like the ancient rim inn sits on one and close to another. And and it's like close to an intersection. Ridiculous. So she said. The room that she was attacked in where the, the yeah. her dog was thrown, that ley line, she says, goes right through that window. Oh. So that's where that ley line is. But she said because of the French American, French and Indian War uh-huh. and the coal mining explosions, yeah. it haunts that whole land area. Well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Because Jacob owned several acres of the of that land that yeah, all those houses. And, too, and yes. So that that whole area is just bad, but that house got fucked. Yeah. Yikes. I don't like that. So one investigation, as Kristen pulled in a bunch of other paranormal investigators in to do sessions on the house and figure out what the fuck is going on so Mm -hmm. she can write her book, they had a spirit box section Mm -hmm. where a spirit came through that is a little girl named Emily Davis. I don't trust little girls in demon houses. As you shouldn't. (laughs) Apparently, Emily Davis is seen... In most active in the attic. So as you progress up no. through the house, it gets worse. So obviously basement's okay. First floor is Little Emily Demon. Second floor is like Jesus. And the attic is like, we can't stay here. Yes. So several investigators and Kristen have seen Emily. She is depicted no. as a little girl with dirty brown hair and wears a white dress. Now, since Kristen is also active in the investigations mm-hmm. and doing research on the house she does not think anymore that mm-hmm. this little girl is a little girl is a little girl she says hell no no way mm-hmm. it is evil there's no reason why a little girl should be here while there's something demonic living here so i don't like that yes so as we learned in the sally house yeah it could also be a demon probably yeah. a demon more than likely it's a demon. more than likely probably a demon that's so fucked up so that's that's pretty much that's the haunting history. Oh God, that's flow. just the history. Yeah, that's the haunting. Oh, I got a, oh, I got a little bit. Oh I, Lord, I got a little bit. So if you go there, if you, it's an LLC, uh-huh. like the Bel Air House Haunting yeah. Tours LLC. You can Google it. You can go there. I don't know what the rules are with COVID, but here we are. You can go, and she 
apparently will do whatever you want to do. If you want to interview her, she will do it. If you want to not, she won't. Like, she will, whatever you ask her, yeah. she'll answer it. She'll interview, sit in front of the cameras. There are so many YouTube videos of people interviewing her and going right. through that house because she's just like, yep, here it is. Here's, yeah, here's the shithole house. Let's talk about it. So, like, part of, so, okay. Since we recorded that Halloween special so recently in my brain. Two day, I think it was two days ago. No, it was two days ago. I'm a little nervous to go there, but I still want to. Yeah. But, like, the demons. It's bad. I'll tell you. Yeah, so maybe I won't want to by the end of us. We'll yes. see. So, since since because I told so much about her hauntings, I didn't get too many other experiences. But I, mm-hmm. because the house is happening, I got one group that went through that was wild. BuzzFeed went mm-hmm. there. Nothing, Ooh. nothing fucking happened. And I blame That's Shane. Okay. I, I would love to have a Shane go everywhere with us, actually. Mm. I feel like that would make it more fun. Because it's like, oh, all the scary things are going to happen, and then they're like, nah, it didn't. It didn't. So not. they went there, and that's I got some of the some of the info from them. Okay, because she interviewed with them and okay. did that. But while they were there, really nothing happened. They were down on the first floor, and they heard footsteps from Ew. the second floor. No, apparently there was some weird baby cry. <sighs> No. And Shane even heard it too, was kind of mocking it, and he was just like, "Oh, that's why it's there because the baby cry happened, and he was like, hee hee baby cry.' Yeah, and then it was like, oh, you're not gonna get scared, fuck off, because that's what they feed on is fear and yep. terror.' That and, was literally you know. that was the end of it. Yeah. They didn't hear anything else. They successfully slept in the attic, and nothing happened. Oh, absolutely nothing happened. All right. Well, I mean, I also have a habit of if I ever hear anything, I'm just like, "Hey, shut the fuck up." Yeah. So. So that was really disappointing that they, you know, went yeah. there and they just got a couple footsteps and that mm-hmm. one weird toy. It sounded like a toy. also sounded like yeah. a child. I don't know. Toy child. H- high pitched. Wait, wait. Yeah, toy kind child. Of, yeah. So. Sally Demon. So that's the who it was. other. Mary Demon. That's her name. Sorry. No. The one in this house. Emily right? Davis. Mary, Emily. Fuck. Emily Demon. Uh, Mary was the servant. Emily Davis. Okay. I don't know. There's too many people. It's okay. So the other YouTube video that I watched was enough. It scared the shit out of me. I did not. Nice. That was the one that I texted you. I was like, I mm-hmm. fucked up. I <laughs> fucked up because I did this research at night again. Bad decision. It's called the Four Man Brothers. And four, oh. four spelled out. I was like, the number four. So F O U R. The Foreman Brothers. Two oh. guys. Two guys. And they went to the house and they interviewed. I feel misled. Kristen. I thought it was going to be four. Nope. Number four. I am misled. Proceed. <laughs> so they started in the attic. Okay. Their investigation was fucking wild. Oh my God. Why would you start at the most haunted spot and then trickle down? Why not start at, like, the chill one? Oh, no. Let me... This is great. So, they started in the attic, and they were hearing footsteps from the second floor, because they were trying to do, like, an EVP Mm -hmm. session. Nothing was really happening. But while they were hearing the footsteps on the second floor, Mm. motion sensors were going off, coinciding with the footsteps. That's gross. Yeah. That's so gross. They had two two set up, one on the first floor, one on the second floor. The second floor one was going off while the footsteps were going on. That I don't like. So, they went down to... The second floor, chasing okay. the footsteps, pretty much, and so they're trying to be like, you know, do something, and nothing was really coming through on the EVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, something came through, like my name's Josh, mm. came through, but okay, nothing really exciting. So they heard three really loud knocks. Okay, so the main guy, I never caught what his name was. So the name guy asked, "Hey, can you repeat these knocks?" And he went, "Knock, knock, knock," on the on the wall. Three it, was a bad idea. Yep. Immediately, he gets three knocks back in response. Ew. Oh, I got cold chills. <laughs> I don't like that sentience. So they also started hearing footsteps from the first floor. Okay. So they went down to the first floor where they had, where a, a light was turned on. 
And they were both like, no, we turned off all the lights and showed the recording of them turning off the lights and going up the staircase. They turned off all the lights. And when they went downstairs, it was back on. And they were alone in the house. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. They were alone. It's just those two. They get the, they get the house to do the investigation. That's awful. I hate it. So they started hearing banging from the second floor. So they, Bitch. So they ran back up to the second floor. While, while they were recording, they heard, you can hear it. It doesn't have to be enhanced. You hear running up the staircase to the attic. It's a, that one it's, makes me it's uncomfortable. It's probably like 10 steps. It goes like five up, turns five up, and then you're in the attic. So they heard running and the cameraman was like, dude, do you hear that? So they walk over to the door that leads to the attic. They hear a loud bang, which stops them from going up the staircase. You hear over the enhanced audio, you hear it was me in a very deep man voice. I got the chills now. And then you hear a deep, creepy laugh immediately followed after that. And then the main investigator goes, did you hear a laugh? <laughs> mm. Oh, that was that was The rough. base of my skull itches. So. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Itch it. Like, like, tingly, itchy. Oh, like, okay. Uncomfortable. Okay. okay. I was like, what the fuck? That might have been the wrong word, but I'm a little scared. Yeah. So, so the, the voice... I want to know that the voice that said it was me and uh-huh. laugh was very specific. Okay. It sounded a particular way of like dark, echoey, male, deep man voice. It had a very weird, very weird ambiance to it. Mm. I'll just say that. So I don't like it. Very recognizable. Let's just say that. Oh. So they went back down to the second floor and they started a spirit box session and they had a really, I would say, advanced uh-huh. Spirit box because it didn't cycle. Th- you it knew, you could hear it cycling through, but it didn't actually play the radio stations. Oh, so you could very clearly hear when spirits were talking through the box, and it was over across obviously the different radio frequencies, mm-hmm. but it was talking, and you could hear it loud as clear. It was that I got to that part, and I was like, I have to fucking turn this off. Whenever they started it, they tried to get Emily Davis to come through, but Emily mm-hmm. Davis did not come through. Something else was one hundred percent. Oh, I don't like through. that. Something else came Something through. Something else, like it was like with the ley lines and with like the explosions and the mm-hmm. dead miners. It's just there's so many spirits in the house. You're you're getting all these different names nonstop. Yeah, all the all the things, all the things. So the spirit box was not shy. So let me let me highlight some of the things that came through some of the Mm -hmm. interactions that they had so they started to ask about any was anybody killed in the mining explosion before Mm -hmm. he even asked that question the it said explosion oh and then it said mine explosion Uh. a woman's wailing came through no for like across multiple frequencies so it it lasted a while and then it asked if anyone was up there with them and it immediately replied back yes oh no they went back down to the second floor, so they were in the attic for those, and then went back down to the second floor, and then they asked to speak with Emily, and it said, maybe. Then the recorder guy was like, well, why can't we speak to Emily? And it replied back, Emily is stressed. Ew. Yes. I'm stressed. So Fuck Emily. They're walking through the second floor, and they're not asking any particular questions, but there's just shit coming through the spirit box. Like, it's just saying, like, it just, one, one time it was like, you're really hot. Excuse me? Yeah, it was like... I mean, thanks, but I've never been, like, hit on by a ghost before. (laughs) And then he kind of starts stumbling, and he's like, I think something hit my leg. And then it goes, I'm going to haunt your house. Rude motherfucker. Uh, And it was so loud and it was so clear it was like clear eight, class a right? class a yes well these weren't evp sessions but it oh, was, was spirit box 
Touche. Okay. But it was louder and more clear than any of the other shit that was coming through. I'm going to haunt your house. I'm going to haunt your house. Oh. So after he got hit in the leg and he was like, I feel like I got hit in the leg. It said, I'm going to haunt your house. And then it goes, don't be afraid. What am I supposed to be, Karen? <laughs> I'm sorry, Emily. What am I supposed to be, yeah, what Emily? Am I, what am I supposed to be? So this was really cool. He had a list of miners who passed away in the mining explosion Mm -hmm. and he started to read off the names the first one he read off the spirit bot goes i'm here yes sir i'm gonna die yep what the fuck what the fuck yep so these different voices that were coming through were male female different voices coming in yeah right they weren't asking any questions and they were just kind of standing there letting it go And all of a sudden you hear, I won't let them sleep up here. And it was the same voice. I would argue it was the same voice as the one where it was the loud bang and it was, and it said it was me and then it laughed. It was the same, like that's what went through my head. I was like, that's the same voice. That's the same voice. That's Emily's voice. Emily's little demon voice. (laughs) So whenever- I don't like that. they, They decided to whip out their sleeping bags and sleep in the room where she was attacked. Instead of the attic? Instead of the attic. That's probably smart. A little bit smarter. So they they left a static cam on, and they said they were only asleep for 20 minutes, and they heard a, he said explosion. Right. Heard a loud explosion from the first floor, and it woke them both up, and they're like, all right, we can't sleep. Ah, we sleep is sleep. for not me. Which is really interesting that this spirit came through and said, I won't let them sleep up here, ah. because that's ironic that they had to... The family had to move from the second floor down to the first floor. Because they were sleeping in the second floor. Yep. And they said they couldn't do it anymore and had to move down to the first floor. So it's like the spirit doesn't let anybody sleep in the house. That's rude. But that's actually the end. Oh. That's that's all I, that's all I wrote down. Well, still, that was a lot. Yeah, because that's just stuff like that is just consistent across other investigations. Yeah. So. That was, that was a little much. That was, uh, no. I didn't like the. I think the thing that got me the worst, as stupid as it is, because I think it's just a, hopefully residual, but was the guy when he was reading the names off and the guy goes, I'm here, I'm sir. Here. Yep. No. And there was a couple other like names that were sped out mm. and was like, it was talking. Yeah, I don't like that. It was, yeah, it was like, like having a conversation with him because he would mm. ask questions and it would immediately reply. I don't like it. Why not? You want a spirit box. You want this. I want something like this. I don't want this specifically. Oh, you don't want like a demon coming through? No, preferably not. I mean, I... You can't. I'm not a fan of demons, it turns out. You can't pick and choose. Watch me. <laughs> Watch me be picky and choose. I guess that's fair. Do what I want. So at this portion of our podcast is where we would give Patreon shout outs. Yes. But no one has subscribed recently. Correct. So if you want to become a Patreon member, this would be the spot where we would shout out your name and say thank you. Please. I do want to give a shout out to Rachel, though. Yeah. Because she's our highest Patreon person. And she's Sweet still listening to us. Sweet Rachel. And she always messages me. And she's like, oh, my God, this topic is so good. So thank you, Rachel. That's 10 out of 10. She's going to the, be the only one to have access to the sticker, the sticker and the additional episodes. Ooh. So you could be like Rachel and join our paranormal investigation team. Yeah, Rachel's a medium. She's a medium. I'm so excited. This is great. That's so cool. So if you are still listening and you're still here, please also be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcast because that helps us us out 
tremendously. So much. So much. Like, I didn't even realize how much. Yes. So, so just even if you listen to us on Spotify and yeah. then you have Apple uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, just, just scoot over there for us, please, and just leave us a review. Please and thank you. So with that, Zoe. Yeah. What is your topic for Hello. today? Hello. Tell me. So mine is a little, a little less terror-inducing. Uh, which That's okay. Hopefully, will be a good thing, and yep. everyone will enjoy. That's okay. I think so. It's the Langham Hotel in London, England. Ooh, we're yeah. going worldwide. We are, Mr. Worldwide over here. Okay, Pitbull, tell me what's about. What? Pitbull. Oh, mercy, Mr. Mr. Worldwide. I saw I a TikTok know. the other day of him, so that's what sparked oh, that memory. Oh, that's where in your brain was. Okay, that's fine. Yep. I was settling on when I was doing these notes. I was drinking my Earl Grey. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay i didn't yeah. know you were inspired today to yeah. drink that it was, was a like, good time it was okay. a good time all right so tell me Actually, about this place so it was designed by john giles i believe that's how you say his name although i think he's french so john it could be Jacob no Jingle no john giles or perhaps some other way if i believe he's french so it could i could be completely wrong but I'm here we are you. It's okay. that's how i'm gonna say it and correct me if i'm wrong please so building be- uh started in 1863 and was completed in 1865 and it was europe's first grand hotel Ooh, Ooh, the grandest of hotels fun fact john giles after he built this hotel was later known to build asylums excuse me yep and what yeah i'm sorry that's not the direction that i wanted that to go no that wasn't the direction i expected it to go until i looked up john giles to see what else he had done and i was like "Uh, oh sir oh sir this was the nicest thing you ever did okay okay so he was he decided that he was going to build this in a renaissance style because he wanted it to have a palace-like appearance okay and it's beautiful show me pictures later i will okay i'll show everyone a picture on twitter when this comes out it was 156 feet high with 10 stories it featured fancy persian tapestries cold and hot running water which in the 1860s was like oh actually that's that's fancy right there holy fuck and that was in every guest room it wasn't just like one place like every single room had hot and cold water whoa right that that place must have been expensive you are correct oh jesus so it also featured the world's first quote-unquote rising room the fuck is modern day elevators (gasps) (laughs) rising Rising room room. (laughs) that's kind of cool okay i included it just because i wanted to say rising room fun fact that's cool I can dig it. And it even had an early form of air conditioning in the 1860s. Wow. Yeah. This place was bougie. I want to go there. So at its completion, it had cost almost 300,000 pounds at the time. At the time. today is almost 38 million pounds. Whoa. That's a lot of money. That's money. So on opening day, the Prince of Wales, who would later become the King of England. Okay performed the opening ceremony and called the hotel quote everything a man woman or child could desire under one roof but what was what what does that mean like everything you could you just, just hot water because that's all i desire under one roof well i mean it was there for you so <gasps> here we are yes hot water rising room you know all that's, the amenities that's that's a little that's i don't know that's a little much to say all the things you could desire under one roof i don't i don't was know there if there a buffet an or what yeah it has a, well, not a buffet, but it has a restaurant. Michelin star restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's then. a five-star hotel. Oh. So it's th- a nice hotel. So then it does have everything. Everything you desire or something. I'm pretty excited about it. Okay. It's a really nice hotel. Okay. So Napoleon Third was actually, when he was exiled from France. Yes. He oh, stayed here. Okay. Like the whole time. Oh, wow. The whole time he was exiled, he stayed here. 
So that's kind of cool. That's pretty fun fact. That's kind of interesting. That's nice. It's another fun fact for you. Other notable guests have been Oscar Wilde, Mark Twain, Princess Diana before her death, <gasps> Winston Churchill, and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. I don't know that last one. I, what? Okay. Have you never read Sherlock Holmes? Is that who that is? That's who wrote it. Oh. That upsets me. I'm We're going to have I mean... to work on your literary <laughs> education. Uh. <laughs> Reading is not my strong point, by the way. It's math <laughs> and science. Okay, touche. All right. Fair. All right. So in 1902, the coronation celebrations were held for Edward IX, which was the Prince of Wales. Okay. Who did the thing at the place. Yes. Right? Okay. So the last stop for the royal family was actually the Langham. During the celebration, a wire had been strung from the Langham to the church on the other side of the street to hang like banners and festive signs and stuff. Mm -hmm. It should have been able to hold upwards of eight tons was the tinsel strength on that. Like, because they they didn't want anything bad to happen, right? Jesus. Okay. So, unfortunately, even though it had been reinforced with iron bars and like very drilled into both of the buildings, it snapped. There wasn't anywhere near eight tons on that. Shit. It snapped, injuring four people in the street and killing one Canadian woman. Ah. Yeah. So, of course, no one had any idea how this could have happened because it was super reinforced. Should not have happened at all. That sucks. Yeah. It was It was not a good time. And I don't imagine that did good things for his, like, the beginning of his reign either. Nope. Because, ooh, that's a bad sign. That's, Yeah. You just killed somebody on your inauguration. Woo! Oops. Ah. Okay. A year later in 1903, Louis Tillerman, a London bachelor, was having a party in his room at the Langham. He was living it up, laughing, having a good old time. I mean, yeah. He started laughing and then just died. Sir? Yeah. Sir. Yeah. The fuck? So. What? Like, I don't know if somebody told him a joke and it killed him or what, but like, he laughed himself to death. But did you... Did you find like an autopsy report? No, I have no idea if he had an aneurysm or what. Part but of like, fucking tack. Jesus. Yeah, he just died. Just right right in the middle of his joyous laughter. That's a good way the, to go, though, I guess. I guess. Like, if you're gonna die, go out at least laughing? have a good time. Yeah. Okay. Right? I guess. I, I think. I don't know. That's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so then moving on to the 1940s, World War II was happening. As we all know. Oh, yeah. The hotel was actually used by the British Army as a medical and military post until it was hit. It was hit with one bomb. And it I damaged the say, exterior. It bombed the shit out of London. Correct. So it damaged the exterior the first time. Okay. The second time, bomb went off near, exploded a water tank inside the hotel, set the roof on fire, and damaged the, the rest of the outside of the hotel. Two guests, because it was still being used as a hotel in addition to a military outpost. Oh, Jesus. Two guests were killed. Yeah. And then the hotel was evacuated. But after evacuation, some of the hotel staff actually returned to hang a British flag on the outside, like a big fuck you to the Nazis, which was pretty cool. Like, we're still here. Ha ha. Yeah. Like, like get wrecked. You can't. Ah. Which was pretty nifty. After the war, in the, like, 1850s, 1860s, the BBC actually bought the Langham. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Right? Yeah. So they bought the Langham and leased sections of the hotel out as, like, offices. Uh Uh-huh. And they actually ran the radio show Grand Hotel from there and actually broadcast it. Get it? Because they're in a Grand Hotel. Yeah. Yeah, it featured uh, waltz music. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, like, pretty consistently. Which I was like, oh, that's sweet. That's nice. Okay. Cool. So even though the BBC owned it as a hotel, they still like, rented out rooms to guests and stuff. Okay. Like, mostly to just journalists or people traveling in 
the that inter- the news industry, right? Okay, okay. During this time, uh, an employee that actually stayed at the Langham was Guy Burgess, who was one of the Cambridge Five, which was a spy ring that supplied official secrets to the Soviets during the Cold War. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. They didn't they didn't know he was a spy. Oh, but, yeah, but okay. You know, that's, that's fun. All right. So the hotel was actually resold. So the BBC sold it in 1995 to a company based out of Hong Kong called Great Eagle Holdings that renamed the hotel the Langham Hotel. Okay. Because it had changed a couple of different names in between World War II and where we're at now. Okay. They refurbished it, costing a hundred million pounds. Oh my fuck. Yeah. They restored it. So they renovated it the first time for a hundred million pounds to just get it back up to where they wanted it. And then they decided to spend another 80 million pounds to restore it to its original glory. So Fuck, what a hotel. Uh-huh. What a hotel. Yeah. Since they have opened several different Langhams around the world. So we've got one in like New York. We've got one in London. There's one in Hong Kong, so on and so forth. Ooh, we should so. go to London. Or we should go to New York. We can't afford it. Just, there's no way. Not with that attitude. <laughs> It might take my entire savings, but we're going to do it. <laughs> I was about to say, one night would <laughs> one take night. a lot. Let's do it. <laughs> Ooh, this is like, this is where royalty goes, my man. This isn't like common I'm royalty, people. bitch. It's okay, with that attitude, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to get my little crown. Sure. I'll go to Party City. Get your scepter. You got to get your scepter, too. Yes. I'll 3D print it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. All right. So the hotel has actually been featured in movies as well okay. as, you know, hosting that radio show. So it was featured in James Bond film Goldeneye. I knew it. I was like, it's got to be in a fucking James Bond movie. Yeah, okay. correct. Okay. It was also in Wonderland in 1999 and Garfield, The Tale of Two Kitties in 2006, which I only put in there because of the fucking title. I love it. Jesus Christ. That was so funny. I, I cried when I read that. I, I was can't like, believe I believe this. I've never seen that I movie, want but my I need to. Back. Too bad. All right. Too bad. So sad. Okay. So after some expansion, which was that 80 million. Some. The, the hotel a, today. A small <laughs> loan. A small loan of 80 million pounds. Ooh. That's more than a million dollars. The hotel now today has 380 rooms, which is actually down from the original 425 because some of have been have been expanded or... Blown off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, fun stuff. It happens. It features a palm court that's just a fancy like restaurant thingy that serves afternoon tea. It has a full <laughs> business center... Ooh. And even 15 different event rooms that can be used all at one time. Damn, like a convention house. Okay. Yeah, basically. And the largest of those convention rooms is the Grand Ballroom, which can hold 375 guests comfortably. Impressive. This must be a massive... It's so large. Okay. It's beautiful, but it's so big. 15 rooms Mm -hmm. and house 300 people in one of them. It's ridiculous, but here we are. It also includes... A restaurant, a British-style tavern, and a bar, as well as a cooking school called Sauce by the Langham. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? It's a it's a nice hotel. It's, it's a, a nice, nice hotel. hotel. Jesus. It's real good. Okay. So now we move into the hauntings. It's a, it's a yep. good, some good hauntings, yeah. my boy. So this hotel is known as the most haunted hotel in England. And once again, it's more due to the frequency of experiences than the variety of ghosts. Okay. So. The first ghost is a German prince, assumed to be a German prince, German royalty, something like that, Okay. who committed suicide via jumping out a window on the fourth floor during World War One. 
Oh. So like an old ass ghost. Okay. Not, not like a new ghost. But also like <laughs> German mm-hmm. in World War One. Right. Not in Germany. Yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah. So. Oops. Because England was still allied with, was it Austria? I think during World War One. I? I don't remember. So this ghost is seen walking through doors and walls early, early in the morning. Like four, five, six o'clock in the morning early. Damn. Right? He's on a schedule. He's He has a schedule and he keeps to it. Okay. Like any military man. Yes. It's said that he is the most active ghost in the building. So he'll walk through the hallways. He'll walk through doors. He'll walk through windows. Like he's just up and moving all the time. Through windows. Yeah. Isn't Does he walk spooky? through the walls? Yes. Through the walls. Oh Is my what? god. Get out. <laughs> That's twice I got you. You have. I wasn't expecting it. You've been around me too much. That's great. Okay. So he's very fond of room 333. <gasps> yeah. It's half, half, half Satan's number, but also <laughs> Satan's number three times. Yes. So it's actually, it's also half of 666. That's why I said half yeah. of Satan's number. Half of Satan number. Three, three, three. That's what I said, <laughs> bitch. Uh, I need sleep. It's the mocking, <laughs> mocking of the Trinity times three. Time, divided by th- two. Times three. It's three knocks is the mocking of the oh. Trinity. Because the Trinity is three. We're just butchering it. Please move on. <laughs> no, that's actually some people's theories as to why. Because that is the most haunted room in the hotel. That's why people assume that it's so haunted. Okay. So it's a speculation. I'm Fair glad enough. you went there. Okay. He was described by Ray Moore, who was a BBC announcer, as, quote, beefy with cropped hair, sporting a military-style jacket that buttoned all the way up to the neck. Beefy. Beefy. That's how I describe myself. Beefy. You describe people as beefy. That's true. I do. Beefy boy. So also in room 333 is a ghost who loves to tip guests out of their beds when they're sleeping. What? What a fucking <laughs> asshole. You're correct. That is the biggest dick move you could possibly dick of do. a ghost I have ever uh-huh. fucking heard. Like of all of, yeah. the, all of our 13 episodes, <laughs> that is the biggest shitbag. Tipping guests out of their bed? <laughs> Fuck off. Like he tips the mattress. I know. He doesn't, he doesn't even yes. pick you up. You, you just, you just yeah, mattress. and you roll. It's more embarrassing because <laughs> you roll out of bed. You're not oh, thrown. That's so funny. Well, okay, so I found a story of a girl who was asleep in the bed in room 333. And he didn't just tip it. He, like, tip it and then, like, shook the mattress. <laughs> so he, like, springboarded her out of bed. What a cunt. What a fucking <laughs> asshole. So immediately after that happens, like, she gets up off the floor and is like, fuck this, and gets her stuff and immediately checks out and has never come back. She's like, no, I want my money back. This was some bullshit. I just would have been mad. I wouldn't even have been scared. Yeah, because I found out on uh, somebody had interviewed someone that works at the Langham in London. Mm -hmm. And they asked, so like, I imagine you get requests for 333 quite often. And they were like, no, not really. Like, sometimes we'll get people who are like paranormal investigators who want to spend the night, right? Sometimes we have to put people in the room and they don't know about it and we don't tell them. (gasps) So this bitch like was in there and had no idea. That's rude. Isn't that shitty? That sucks. I was like, oh my God, that's awful. I would at least want to know what I'm getting into. Like, goodness. Shit. Yeah. So here we are. Okay. So there is a man that wanders around in a soldier's uniform who is different than the German prince. Okay. Right. So this soldier wanders around the third floor with a gaping wound on his face. Oh, I would throw up. Yeah. If I saw that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He just wanders around like he's really confused, which any kind of head wound would make you confused. Aww. Yeah. And it used to be a military 
like yeah. first aid hospital thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really sad because I don't know if he died there and that's why he's there or what. But that was really sad. In the basement, we're gonna jump down okay. a little bit. Okay, you'll see a floating ball of light. No, that will coalesce into the human form of Napoleon the Third. Are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> no, I swear. Of course that motherfucker <laughs> would come back as a ball of light. What a pompous douche. Yeah, he just he just floats around. How, yeah. how many people have seen that? A lot. Like a lot of people. Are you sh- Yes, like a lot of people. And I don't know why he prefers why the basement. Why is it the basement? That's what, that's right, what yeah. I- because he didn't stay in the basement when he was there. It might just be quieter now. Maybe he's just like, fuck all you people, and like goes down to the basement to chill. I don't know. Isn't that weird? That's that's also mm-hmm. another thing that I have never heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he just wanted some peace and quiet. It'd be like that sometimes. I really do. Well, what I wouldn't give for some silence. You know what I mean? Don't look at me like that. What? I, things are loud. The world is loud. The world is loud. I understand. That's all. Being an introvert. Yeah, it is what it is. So there's another one. A bellhop that appears with a powdered blue, like wig and like a light blue uniform. Oh, we're going back. Yes. Yeah. Very back. Very back. He's known to be very unhelpful. (laughs) (laughs) That's me as a ghost. (laughs) It's a ghost. What do you expect? (laughs) So, so he will be standing in like the lobby, right? And people will see him and be like, bellhop. And then like take their stuff over to him and be like, hey, could you take this up to room whatever? And he like nods. And then they go up to their room, and it's been like an hour, and they're like, where's my shit? And then they call down to the, the desk, and they're like, excuse me, the little bellhop never brought me my stuff. And they're like, oh, what'd he look like? And you describe him, and they're like, huh, we haven't used that uniform in over a hundred years. That's a ghost. And then people will come back downstairs to get their stuff, and it's sitting in the same spot, and sometimes he's still standing there. What a cunt. Yeah. Another douchebag <laughs> in this fucking hotel. <laughs> So he he just looks at you like, did you really think I was going to do this? Like, excuse you. So, like, your luggage hasn't Okay, moved, so he is actually there. unuseful. Fuck yeah. him. Okay. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Ooh. Sometimes he's gone. Sometimes he's still there. So I, I just thought that was fun. Ooh, here's the rough one. So there was a doctor who was honeymooning here with his brand new wife. And both of them can be seen in or around room 333. Okay. So the doctor committed a murder-suicide. He killed his new wife and then killed himself. The fuck, asshole? Yes. She presents as a woman with like a pale blue nightgown on. And he'll present as a guy with like silver hair, very like piercing dead eyes. And he's wearing like a Victorian style cloak and uh, cravat. That's how you say that. Like the high neck collar thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I know. I was like, I, I can see it in your eyes. You don't understand. <laughs> Which is fair. I had to look it up. So, that's that's all what of the ghosts. Year? I don't know. I couldn't find the history on well, it. Well, if you said Victorian, that, mm-hmm. has to, that has to be like 1800s? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, like a hot minute ago. About 100 you know? years ago. Yeah. 100 plus. Mm-hmm. 100 plus. Those are all the ghosts. Now I have some experiences from people who stay there. Tell me. So, this one's from an England cricket player named Stuart Broad. Okay. So, he stayed in a room here, woke up in the middle of the night because the room was so hot, like 90, 100 degrees hot. The fuck? Yeah, like, it should not get that hot. England doesn't, I don't think, gets that hot. No. So, he was very confused, very upset, and was just really uncomfortable. While he's laying there in bed, he hears the bathroom tap turn on. Excuse me? And he's like, what the fuck? And, like, turns the light on, and the taps turn off. 
And he's like, he's like, okay, I must be just like imagining shit because it's so hot. I don't know what's going on. Turn the light off. Decided to go back to sleep. Open the window. And the tap turned back on. Oh, you piece of shit. (laughs) He was so mad. (laughs) So here's a quote from him uh, on another night that he stayed there. Dumbass came back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's like, okay, so I woke up in the middle of the night around 1.30 a.m. and I was convinced there was a presence in my room. It was the weirdest feeling. So unable to sleep, he hopped online to s- and saw that his fellow teammate, Matt Pryor, who was actually also staying at the Langham, was online. So he was like, okay, all right. So he's like, I went to his room and he said the exact same thing. He was wide awake and he thought someone was in his room. Oh, shit. So neither of them could sleep because they were scared. (laughs) So so they ended up staying in the same room together the whole night. That's funny. Yeah. He's like, he said, I don't know if it's because we're talking about it more that we're sensing more of what's going on, but it's weird. It definitely caused a few sleepless nights anytime we would stay there. Don't stay there. Yeah, it got to then. The, don't stay there. It got to the point where this team refuses to stay at the Langham if it's anything more than a night. Like they will intentionally book a different hotel. Damn. Mm-hmm. Like it's oof. So this one is from 1973 when the BBC owned the building. Okay. So the radio announcer James Gordon mm-hmm. awoke suddenly in the middle of the night to see like a fluorescent ball. Is how he described it, like Napoleon. slowly taking shape. What the fuck into like a man, right? It's Napoleon. It wasn't. I wish it was. Oh, the fuck. Even better. Okay. So he said, "Quote: He was dressed in what I suppose one could describe best as a Victorian evening wear, with a cloak and a cravat. And I remember distinctly the tie pen that was attached to it. Oh. So he said the figure appeared almost solid, but that he could still see the bathroom on the other side of him. Okay." So he knew it wasn't, it was like a see-through dude. Okay. See-through dude. Yeah. Has a t-shirt now. So, ooh, beautiful. I'm down. Or a coffee mug that changes colors. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be oh, great. Oh, all right. So Gordon, being the person that he is, called out, who are you? What are you? And what the hell do you want? Yep. All reasonable responses. <laughs> Whereupon it stretched out his arms mm. and moved toward him. No, we're not hugging, motherfucker. <laughs> So Gordon got scared and said, I think it was because his eyes were very, very piercing. I dived off the bed, grabbed one of my boots and flung it at this thing. And of course, it went straight through. Oh, mother. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so quickly pulling on his underwear because that's I mean, why like you don't British man. you don't sleep naked <laughs> in a hotel anywhere public. <laughs> so putting on his clothes, he fled the room and sought out the commissary who refused to leave his post was just like, sorry, bud, you're on your own. So he returned to his room to retrieve all of his clothes so he wouldn't have to go back. Uh, Gordon saw the figure was still there, but just slowly fading away. So from the time it took him to go from the third floor down to the first floor, talk to this guy, be like, you're a fucking dick, and then go back, he was still there. Damn. Yeah. So that's that's the spooky story of the Langham. It was a little short, but I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was fun. I had a good time doing my research. Woo. Yeah. Ooh. That last story gets me every yes. time. Every single time. Oh, I've read it three or four times now, and I'm just like, oh, oh there it is. Every time. I just got to yep. call Jill. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah. Because the dude, like, he didn't stretch his arms out, like, forward. He stretched him arm, like, out, like, from his body. Hug him. Yeah. Like, he's, like he's calling him for a good old hug. Give me a hug. Yeah. Because that's cool. I don't like it. I wonder if anybody's so. trying to hug a ghost. Probably the fuck not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the first one to do it. Uh, you would not. You would cry. 
you would see it and be like, nah, never mind, fuck off, and then leave. Which I mean, to be fair, I would too. Yeah. I can't give you too much shit because I'm you I would, would do too. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, well, I know you're just giving me shit, but it's understandable. Yeah. I mean, same. No. Just no. Okay. Yeah. Ten Episode ten. thirteen is done. In the books. What the heck? Love it. Thirteen whole episodes. And if you love us and want to check us out some more. Or just think we're okay. <laughs> Head over to our website at www.hauntherIBarelyKnowHer.com. And if you want to follow along with anything that we're doing on social media, we have Instagram and t- Twitter. Twitter. Which is H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. And I know I mentioned the last few episodes about the competition that we have going. Zoe's winning. I'm winning. Motherfucker. Quite well. Yes. And like I appreciate 10. all of you. Thank you so much. This is the best. So for, for those now. of you that don't know, I run the Twitter. And I run the Instagram. Yes. So Thanks. Thanks again. Okay. Everyone. Whatever. You guys hate me, apparently. <laughs> so here we are. Untrue. Whatever. So until next time, haunt her. I barely know her.